0: favorite meditation object of the Buddha himself was anapanasati. Mindfulness of the in- and out-breath An excellent meditation object We don't have to do any thinking Our job is simply being aware Being mindful how the breath is going in and out. we carefully watching the in-breath, experiencing every out-breath, observing every in-breath, feeling every out-breath. We let the breath flow quite naturally, not trying to force it in any particular way. We can breathe even when we are asleep. It can be quite an automatic function. The effort is not so much in doing the breathing or controlling the breath. Breath can flow quite naturally normal. Our job is simply to be aware of it, to feel every in to be mindful of every out-breath. Such a simple task, it could hardly be easier, isn't it? We're breathing anyhow all our life, every minute, every second of our whole life we've been breathing. And that's all we have to do in combination with being aware of that process, in combination with mindfully experiencing, observing, that process which is going on all the time anyhow. I can hardly think of an easier task. why is it so difficult to do that for one hour? That's what we investigate now. What is it that causes your mind to move away from the past? What pushes your mind into the future, into worrying and planning? What drags your mind back into the past, into whinging and complaining? What is bringing up all this? fantasies, images. What is driving this relentless onslaught of thoughts? Dunha craving the desire, aversion, the defilements, the kilesa. So right here and now in our meditation, while we are watching the breath, we can discover the second noble truth Waving dhanha, pushing our mind around, forcing our mind away from the birth. So rather than complaining or giving up, I can't meditate, we watch that and we learn, we start to understand, we get some idea what this tanha is and how it works, how it comes up and moves the mind. We watch carefully here we sit, watching, experiencing, mindfully feeling every in-breath, every out-breath. The body relaxing and calming down. The mind being at ease, calm, peaceful, tranquil, watching, experiencing the breath. Now tanha is pushing the mind into the future, tomorrow, that meeting at work. What may be happening to the kids? We can mindfully observe that. And what's the result? Once your mind is in that meeting, in that troublesome situation, and you're trying to work it out and to plan, you can notice how the peace is gone, how the tranquility gets destroyed, or you become agitated, anxious. That's a result of tanha. The result of craving there's Dukkha, disappointment, suffering. You watch these noble truths happening right here and now in your meditation. The mind at ease with the breath. Minimal dukkha Craving, driving the mind around. And as a result, no disturbance of the peace and tranquility and agitation coming up. Second noble truth craving being the cause of first noble truth, suffering, disappointment, here manifesting as an agitation. So we watch carefully, we observe that we work to understand that process. we have faith in our meditation object, the breath, our conviction is that Anapanasati, encouraged by the Buddha, can lead us to samadhi and insight, can guide us out of suffering. That is a form of wide view, samadhi, Our intention is to direct the mind to the breath to keep our attention focused on the breath in the present moment, here and now. That is our right intention, sammasankapo. We're sitting quietly, practicing noble silence, unless we have the duty of guiding a meditation. That is our white right speech, Samaravacca, noble silence. For monks, we are kind of practicing our livelihood. We sit there watching the birth. In lay life, you have your livelihood into ānāpāna-sati in your spare time. That is wide livelihood. and craving, desire, aversion, are pushing our mind away from the breath into images, fantasies, worrying, planning, agonizing. We make an effort to bring the mind back onto the breath. We direct the mind away from the distractions and redirected to the breath. That is our wide effort, samāvayāma. Of every in breath, be mindful of every out breath, having set aside the desire and dejection with regard to any worldly distracting phenomena, ardent, clearly comprehending, and mindfully. We observe, we know every in-breath, every out-breath. That is our wide mindfulness, sama sati. We enjoy our meditation. We breathe in happily. We breathe out happily. We breathe in joyfully. We breathe out joyfully. And as we continue to mindfully observe the breath, and to cultivate that wholesome joy and happiness. The happiness will grow and turn into rapture, into bliss. And we allow the whole body and mind to be suffused by rapture and bliss as we're breathing in, as we're breathing out. until the mind gets carried away by that joy, happiness, rapture and bliss and unifies internally. And when that happens, that is our wide samadhi, then that would be sama-samadhi. So we can practice all eight path factors of the Noble Eightfold Path, Aryo, Atangiko mako, while we're sitting here breathing in and out, mindfully. And thus we are practicing the fourth Noble Truth, the developing, cultivating, effect as of the Noble Eightfold Path, which is the fourth noble truth. And what is the result if we succeed in applying all eight path factors in relation to the breath? If we cultivate, develop these path factors? Now the result is that the mind is very calm, quiet, peaceful, easily staying with the breath. and suffering diminishes, pain, tension, agitation diminishes, fades away, begins to end. We're getting a a riff, an idea of the third Noble Truth. Through application of the Noble Eightfold Path, practicing it, We can see right here and now, as we are breathing in and out mindfully, how tranquility, peace, joy, rapture increase, and suffering is diminishing. There may not yet be another full Third Noble Truth, the end of all suffering, the complete eradication of craving. We get an idea, we see in which direction the application of the Noble Eightfold far Path is moving us, namely away from suffering, namely towards the elimination and ending of pain and suffering. and that encourages us to continue doing that. We mindfully notice craving arising and taking us away from the path with a result of agitation and an increase of suffering. Noticing, seeing, understanding that when we move away from craving we let go of craving. Practicing the factors of the Eightfold Path in relation to the path, We observe, we mindfully see and understand that it leads to the diminishing and ending of suffering. So we are encouraged to develop the path factors even more diligently as we notice it leads to the ending of pain and suffering. So we carefully observe, and learn, and understand these Four Noble Truths, investigating these Four Noble Truths as we are sitting and practicing on